Hello and welcome to episode two of Skepsis Speaks, my monthly podcast where I get guests into my studio, artists, friends, DJs. This month we have got Flavor D. Flavor, hello. Hello, hello. Yeah. What's going on? Funnily enough, Flavor, um, she lives just around the corner for me. I didn't actually know. Literally, like Gang. a nine-minute drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, but um, you lived in Lewisham before. Yeah, yeah. So I was in Lewisham. Before before that, Forest Hill. So I've been like, you know, yeah. southeast. Am I right in thinking that you're not actually from London originally? No, no. I've been living in London like the last 10 years, but I was actually born in Bournemouth, oh, okay. which is, you know, seaside town. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, my childhood, it was going from Bournemouth to Birmingham. So my family from Birmingham and I was just going back and forth. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm a bit all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's good, to, good to have you down anyway. Um, oh, thank you for having off me. Off the back, we were making our tune yesterday. Um, yeah. Pretty happy with how that came out. It's been about a year in the making. But um, yeah, yeah, so looking forward to releasing that one. It's pro- yeah, probably definitely. over two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be one for the clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's going to go off. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's good to have you on anyway. And um, I thought yeah, I'd start by... Asking you the questions that I ask all my guests, and um, the first one is, um, what advice would you give to yourself when you were starting out, if you could? So the younger flavor D. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, let me think. You know what? It's it's hard to say because like I've tried to make my journey as organic as possible, but like there's definitely things like healthcare for example yeah very i important. wish like oh my god drink more water that if i could do that really <laughs> yeah oh my you think it's the easiest thing to do but it's just yeah and that stuff like affects hydrated. everything it's, but if you think yeah, you're, you're like 70 percent water aren't you <laughs> yeah so if you're like yeah. i mean i i travel a lot and um it seems to be have like it's quite consistent mm. since my early days um get very dehydrated yeah when, especially when you're hungover as well exactly like, <laughs> like, like gasping for a drink yeah i mean you know back in the early days when you get your first rider and you're like oh my god like bottle of vodka free for me, drink all for me <laughs> i have to drink it <laughs> literally because back then you're just like you're just, just like wow i'm like you feel really privileged to be in that position when you get these little like you know these freebies but yeah it's very easy Extras, to get caught up in like a party lifestyle yeah and uh, i wish i kind of back then had someone around me to discipline me a bit more mm. yeah i mean i wasn't like crazy but you know enough to be like okay you need to slow down yeah did did you did you have a bit of a, a wild period as such or was it more of a constant because mm. like I'd say in the the few years that I've sort of known you, you've always held it down fairly yeah, well. Yeah, I've like, definitely been more unless you hide being drunk really well. <laughs> yeah, I've def- I'm definitely an expert at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had my first gig at properly in um, 2013. So was that your first like build? Yeah, like? in the club, like officially. Yeah. Oh, so really? Yeah, that's yeah. that's mad because yeah, I, I mean, I had my first one in 2015, but I, I thought you'd been gigging for a long time. No, I mean, officially like a paid gig. Yeah, it was 2013, mm. and that was off the back of like my first boiler room, which um, was through butters. So you so you so, so you did a boiler room before you had a gig. Do you that's know what? It's <laughs> a funny story. Um, so I don't know if you remember, I did a release called Hold On Home. And it, Vaguely, that was, yeah. I think that was end of 2012. Was that on Formula? No, that oh. was in the dance was Formula. Oh, okay. But yeah. um, that came after, but it was on Butters. And yeah. um, so when that 
came out and uh, then, you know, people were like, we want to book Flavor D because obviously I had my music out there. And, um, but I, I didn't have decks at home or anything. I was like, guys, like, I'm not a pro. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you, you I've don't never have touched a CDJ. Like, yeah. And I was like, I'm just not in the right place. And then um, it's like when Elijah started managing me, he's like, well, Red Bull just got in touch. Like they want to get you on a boiler room. Whoa. And on the that boiler room mind blowing at the was time. <laughs> EZ, like Matt Jamlamont and then Butters. So it was like a... Was that when EZ started like having yeah, his that, second coming? It was the one viral thing. Like he did a set and the video went viral. That, yeah. that famous It literally was for the Facebook videos, wasn't it? It was that night of my first gig. Oh, ever. really? So yeah, that was my first time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I, I said to, to them on the condition I can go to Red Bull studios the night before just get familiar with the cdj yeah so there's like yeah that's cool and um but oh my god i was like chucked in the deep end <laughs> yeah <laughs> like boiler room with ez that's mad i remember um, it didn't really make it online i'm not gonna lie the set wasn't all that oh what, is it not online no i told him not to put it online because oh. like oh okay i was just like i don't know what boiler room was so yeah. I, I walked you in. You didn't and I was realize like, how like prestigious it nah, was as such. No way. And I was like, oh my god, I'm <laughs> gonna get slaughtered in the comments. I was like, just, really? just, just. So you didn't do any like grime, like grime raves or stuff because I knew you were producing nah, for a I lot of people. I wasn't DJing at them. Oh, okay. I was producing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, I went in the raves. I was just in my bedroom making beats, and that that yeah. was my life. <laughs> I remember the first gig I did. It, um, Novelist and the Square were playing after me. I was doing a grime set oh, as well, man, and yeah. I d I didn't know, I didn't know anything about club culture. I didn't know what reloads were. So towards <laughs> the end of my set, I was playing this song, and one of them came and wheeled it, and I was like, "Whoa, like, oh, what are you doing?" Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally did so not know aggressive. how the CDJs worked, how partying worked. But yeah, I, f I feel you on that one. Like, what, was that in London as well? Yeah, so it was in it was oh, in man. New Cross. I think it's called the Amersham Arms. Oh yeah, it was like on like a oh, Tuesday God, or a Wednesday. Well. I was doing the grime set, but yeah, yeah, you learn quick. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I guess it does kind of work. Yeah, sick. Um, so kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah, there, no, it's good. <laughs> no, it's, it's good though. Like, we just want to let it flow. But the second question I was going to ask is. Who in the music industry would you want to be stuck on a desert island with? Oh, wow. That's a... <laughs> Do you know what? I, um, it up a bit. I definitely have to say my friend Chrissy, uh, DJ Madame X. Oh, Madame X, yeah. She is on this health thing right now. I know that I will be getting a free course, <laughs> like, you know, proper like get, chef the coconuts quality off the meal. And shit, yeah. yeah, she would look after me. She'll be making me do yoga on the. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Can I, make I up for that you missed healthcare her. when you were younger. Yeah. And <laughs> man, who else? Like, oh, God, I don't know. I have to be someone like, you know, like really funny and bubbly. Just yeah, to, yeah. If you're stuck just on keep, the, keep, keep you yeah, going. Yeah. Keep you on your toes. Yeah, to be fair. I, I reckon I reckon Q could fight off a couple of like, you know. Oh my god. Q would be the bodyguard. <laughs> good, good security. <laughs> Mark's like really, you know, intelligent. He'd be have like the backup. Finding plans ways to like get like, out, yeah. Yeah, he'd be doing all the logistics and then Yeah. Yeah. Who would you be on the oh. island with? <laughs> I don't I literally have no idea. Um well I mean if you're stuck on a desert island you're gonna you're gonna die at some point, aren't you? So That's true. Uh, health oh, no. health wise I mean, like you said, I mean, Bruce is pretty good in terms of like health and fitness and stuff. So yeah, he seems my remaining savvy. time alive, I think that would be a worthwhile. Or I could just say like screw it and just go with like Darcy or Window out. Kid and just have a laugh for like however yeah. long we've got. 
two, I guess there's two <laughs> ways of looking at life, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, definitely. Lot, in a lot of different ways. Definitely. I, I definitely went the more disciplined route. Fuck it, though. And um, the last question I was going to ask you is, um, what track would you want played at your funeral? Oh, Bit of a morbid one. <laughs> that is a good question. I, mean, I would say a journey set. But like, <laughs> so whack on a mix. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a ten minute mini mix or something. Um, do you know what? I'm a big hip hop person, mainly like nineties stuff. I'd yeah. probably go for like some Jay Dilla instrumental I'm mix or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Like yeah, like yeah. mellow instrumental. Drop a bit of Wu Tang in there, you know. Not a bit liquid or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think I, I something a bit Jay more Dilla. classic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They have to be all bumping their heads at my funeral. Yeah, they, they they can't be wearing like black or none of that. It's really, oh, you want to keep the vibe going? Multi-coloured yeah. colour scheme, yeah. I've got to get the merch out as well. Definitely, <laughs> straight up gun fingers. <laughs> so um, we'll, we kind of went into some of your early stuff already, but I kind of wanted to start off chronologically and just like sort of go through. So yeah. you know, just like tell us a bit about you know growing up and first getting into music as such. Um, yeah. So my how early... did you first get introduced to? production dj my early days um it's strange because i don't exactly have a lot of musical family it was just like an interest that i i started just by myself um i just like it started with little keyboards do you remember like those battery um casio keyboards that you would get like a toddler yeah yeah the little um, red ones (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah the red one i had one of those and then um I was just like, my mum would cook dinner. I'd be on the kitchen floor, like five years old, just playing on the keyboard. Oh, so you've had it from very young. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, in, the instinct. Very young. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that's, I think that's why I'm so melodic with keys and stuff, because that was my first and only instrument. Um, and it Did you have lessons? There? No. At any, that's one Because I felt like um, you would have had piano lessons or at least some kind no. of, you all self-taught. Self-taught. I, I don't know a single thing in music theory. See, when I really? do collabs or they're like, oh, what note is this? I'm like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, no. I literally do I, I noticed know. that more producers are actually kind of just see how it goes rather than strict music theory. Yeah. Like, I'm very, um, everything's done by the ear. Yeah. You know, I, I can hear certain things and what will go with what, but when it comes to theory, I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, Zelch, you you kind of answered one of my questions because someone asked, um, "How strict are you with your own productions? Do you follow many rules, e.g., music theory, or is it just whatever sounds good and floats the boat?" It's pretty much what sounds good because, yeah. like, I mean, I'm at the stage where I kind of want to learn because, see, like Swindle, if, if you know yeah, who he is level. and what he does, he is a flipping genius, but mm. he's also dyslexic, and I'm dyslexic, and the oh, fact really? that he learned. And he he's like he's like a wizard on the. I keys. feel like yeah, dyslexia doesn't really affect you know the creative. No, it definitely s- doesn't spectrum as much when it comes to like the theory. It's just yeah, it's a bit of a struggle, and I, I kind of want to learn it just so I can like oh, hold you still my weight. Now want to yeah. learn music theory? Yeah, yeah, I do just because like it seems to help a lot of people out, mm. and even um, you know, like some people only do a sub note, a certain key because you get the biggest impact and yeah. I didn't even think about that until like a year ago 
Yeah, it's I want like sub bass. Yeah, you know, like certain notes, you, you get more for your like. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you can kind of hear which subs hitting in it. Yeah, like, like the... you'll get one that will just rumble the whole room, and then one that was kind of a bit mm. like. Yeah, I always usually stick around F or like E for. See, I didn't sub. learn that until like a year ago. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was goof when we did our collab, and um, he was just telling me, "Yeah, we should probably pitch it down," and little things like that I'd never thought of. Yeah, but yeah, so it kind of spiraled out a bit um but yeah back to my early days that's where it began and then um it was just pretty much each year i'd upgrade to bigger and better keyboards and then um and i did you have the ones where you press it and it would be like dj dj yes yeah my (laughs) mum got me this sick one from argos one day i think it was like 150 but it was like you know back then like the gourmet of keyboards yeah I think um, the Argos catalogue was the one. The Ar- oh man, like I got my first belt drives on Argos. Like Argos oh, was what, the Dex? one. That I think they were Newmark, oh, like okay. cheapies, but yeah, they did yeah. the job. And um, but it was when I was like fifteen. No, when I was sixteen, and I left school, I did like a year at a music tech course in college. Oh okay. Didn't really get that much out of it, if I'm honest. It was more like bands and i was with a bunch of like punk students mm. and then you get me that's like this rude girl that <laughs> listening to so solid just wants to make garage so i yeah. didn't really get to express myself so it didn't really come properly until i was 17 yeah like late 16 when i got my first copy of ableton and then that's when i officially started to learn to make beats that i wanted to make yeah so so you were kind of learning to produce and dj at the same time or did the dj oh no the, the DJing, DJing came later didn't yeah it? the djing thing i was always interested and i always wanted to do it mm. a bit like back especially then, with what you were producing you know like the more grimy stuff like i guess yeah. it's more of just a straight up production thing you don't have to yeah yeah definitely the first thing i started making was like um ma- mostly grime and a bit of hip-hop because back then it was channel u was on the tv yeah, do you channel remember that U. yeah of course yeah. yeah channel u was the one and um yeah living in bournemouth that was like my only source of seeing like real underground music yeah didn't it have so you were kind radio. of linked into like the l- l- london yeah. culture a lot already before very you. very did it inspire so. you to move there like oh my god I, I i wanted to go there so bad but obviously when you're that age like you, don't have you can't move, just yeah. like pack your bags and go yeah I mean, I did eventually a few few years later down the line, but yeah, at them at them times, it was just what was on the TV. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the um? What was the first decks that you just said you had? So I did when oh, I can't remember what age it was. It was some vinyl Newmark belt drives. I always really? remember that because <laughs> they were terrible, yeah. and you couldn't quite get that perfect beat match because you know belt drives. It was just like you would get it. What is and belt drive? Is that Belt Do you still see like the BPM on the screen? No, on vinyl, you don't get no. Oh, oh, it's vinyl, vinyl sorry, yeah. sorry. So the vinyl, it's just. Oh, shit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sorry, nearly I didn't get it, it vinyl, and then you would yeah. lose it. It's yeah. and like. Can you mix on vinyl? I can. I haven't done it in a while, though. Yeah, it's really hard. But I used to be able to. Like, I do actually want to buy some just mm. because. If you can DJ on them, you could DJ it's on anything. It's just really nice to have a collection as well, isn't yeah. it? Like, really aesthetically pleasing as yeah, well. Just like that, really that kind is. of hardware stuff. Yeah, that. Yeah, and, um, But, like, yeah, so I ended up selling those decks because, like, I just 
I don't, I was more in love with the production than yeah. DJing at that time. And Especially it was with just, those decks. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I thought I hit the jackpot with those, but I was just like, I was like, mum, they don't work. Yeah. Like, get so them like a seat. hefty as well and like big, isn't it? Like, yeah. Not, like, nothing like the I didn't DJs. even have the room for them. And, you know, so the DJ and the love of that stuff didn't come till later down the line. Yeah. Because obviously from what you just told me, you kind of had to learn to dj to catch up to speed with yeah. where you were for your sets like yeah exactly not even i am um, i learned on vinyl as well but it was kind of you know that serato where oh yeah it, so it's vinyl but it's like linked and yeah yeah i've the tried that that's actually sick i don't know it's why just... it's a bit random but like but you felt like a boss using, using yeah you kind of still, still got you know the basics like even when you want to speed up the record and like slow it down it's the mm. similar kind of like habits you would use as you would in the early vinyl days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. So like you were you were starting to like learn production and when mm. did you decide that you kinda needed a, a stage name or like a alias, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well the way I got Flavor D is well, I used to break dance when I was sixteen. So I was such a weird teenager. I was just like all over the place. <laughs> break dancing garage producer. I know, <laughs> literally. Um like what was I doing in Bournemouth? I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah, that was like my dance name. My friends named me it when I used to go to a youth club. And originally it was like female flavor. <laughs> Cringe. Female, female and then flavor. I was like, nah, I want it to be more personal. Just add a D on there. D yeah. for Danielle. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it just kind of stuck. And yeah. then. That's that's funny you say that because TS7, the other person I've on, he said he got labeled as well. So it seems like <laughs> a lot of people, they don't even pick their name yeah you don't pick a name that's like for life at the time yeah and yeah i mean it's so, often it. i think that i'm like well it's way too late to like change now unless i completely rebrand but yeah you know exactly and so obviously same thing i said to him as you didn't actually you half named yourself would you change it if you could now or are you happy with hmm man i don't know because obviously a lot of things change and your yeah. name remains, yeah, but yeah. you look at it differently, you know. I mean, I kind of like my name. I don't really know what I would call myself because, I mean, I was having trouble then thinking of, an, of a name. That's why my mates did it. Yeah. I've never been it's the hard. best, even like really titling hard. tunes that I, I've named tunes like I know we were struggling yesterday. <laughs> plate. Spicy noodles. <laughs> exactly, spicy noodles. So yeah. as you can see, I'm not... I'm not the best at like catchy titles. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I guess the the title's like the least important thing, yeah. really, isn't it? As yeah, long as exactly. like the music's it's all about the content. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like you said, you were kind of getting in touch with the culture and stuff. So, when you, yeah. w at what point did you move to London, and was it like at, because of music or just you? Um, it was. Yeah, more opportunities. It's, it's interesting. Like, so the reason I was even able to move was because of what I was doing in grime and um it would have been about 2009 I, I started working with Wiley in 2007 but it was around 2008 2009 he started paying me for instrumentals yeah and um you did a couple of those he did like the step one to 20 didn't yeah he? well he we I think we've done there, like seven you? tracks together I think oh, we okay. we did um a single called I Got The Vibe and that was the first one that's um yeah, yeah, he did another one. He did a, a video for I don't know. There's like some old stuff. What's the What's the tune? What's the oh, it's one of the steps and the start is like oh, step flavor. Step ten. That five I've, star gen. No he did two. I think the one people go on. I think it's step three. And it, it was a robot instrumental that 
that's what it was called. Someone actually asked about, are you going to release any more grime like Robot? Was it called Robot? Yeah, did it just sound yeah like that instrument was called Robot. <laughs> and while we're talking about that, a very hyped up tune in Langoland is the instrumental you made for DWE's Berlin Freestyle. Oh Do you remember God. that one? Yeah. People go mad for People that. People <laughs> still asking to release it five, recently. six years later, seven. Yeah, do you know what? I'm actually like, I don't want to say too much. But, well, oh, we're gonna, shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he's down. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. It's just them, one of oh, them what, ones D-double? like, yeah, yeah, we, we've oh, what, spoken about it. Oh, you're going to make it, it like more official or d- new yeah. bars maybe? Yeah, whatever. definitely. Um, yeah, like maybe for the album. Oh, okay. We'll get get we'll like see. a wide variety of genres yeah. on there. Yeah, if I, if, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to shush. You'll, you'll, oh, okay. You'll all hear. I'm trying to get more out <laughs> of you there. <laughs> Too much. I know you've already <laughs> told me a couple of bits. Um, so you kind of you moved to London, and um, yeah, a, a tweet that I read was that you wrote in the dance while you were in a hostel. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, literally sat on a tiny box room. On is that on where you moved to PC? when you went to London? Yeah, it, um, yeah, I was basically not to get all like deep but um i was yeah the first place well i moved out of bournemouth i lived in kent for two years and then i went to london um so i basically took all the money i made from grime i think i only had like maybe 1500 i was like well that will cover me for a deposit and all that stuff yeah so then i moved to london and then um but you know, them times I, I wasn't like gigging, I wasn't really making a lot of money. So it's I like was in this like transition hostel. period. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Would you say you kind of put all your eggs in one basket with that? Yeah, fully. A big I mean, risk. I didn't, it's not like I wasn't moving to London with friends. Like these times, like, on my, your ones. my best friend, yeah. Kirsty, she was living in Kent and she was like, you know, my rock. So, but I still did it. And it was were quite. Were you living with her before? Yeah, we were doing a house share. Mm. So, even back in Kent, it was in, you know, a little room to rent. But, like, I thought moving to Kent from Bournemouth would do more things for me because it was cheaper, but it was the same <laughs> shit. It was just like, and it I was good Kent. for six months. And then you're like, <laughs> you all right, this Kent is still. dead. You're like, I need to go where yeah. where the, the noise is. And then, um, but, yeah, so I was in a hostel. And um, these times I was I was in a lot of, like, contact with champion and you know champion he was making things like war dance and i was quite inspired by his bass stuff and i think that's when i was like you know that's when it was kind of getting a bit heavier than funky wasn't it like yeah yeah and um so that and i was just like voice noting him constantly like oh what do you think of this tune what do you think of that and he was like see that tune yeah finish it and that was in the dance dance? Yeah. yeah And then um, he was like, <laughs> you know, I can imagine can him I, saying I that in his it. voice as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know, you Reese. Know what, yeah. <laughs> Literally champion style. And yeah. um, I was like, I wasn't even that keen on it because I was like, it's just another idea made today. I don't know. You never you know, think. though, do you? Yeah, it's that ones you don't think that are that great that tend to make a big impact. It's yeah. funny. I know, I know it's weird. Like, I remember I made goes like on the train in like half an hour. And I was just like, <laughs> And then that was like, and then I put a clip on my tune. Instagram, and I, d- I didn't think nothing. And then people was like, "What?" And I was like, yeah. "Oh shit!" <laughs> Took it down, and like, yeah. But like, you, you really never know, do you? Yeah. And I mean, was there many sort of? Obviously, I I sort of started discovering the scene around like 2014, 15. I guess in the there, dance there was, was what like times. 13. Yeah. So like w- that sort of so it was four by four, and then there was the more like 
sort of aggressive bass yeah. lead. Yeah. I mean, there, there was kind of like Mainu Leng, they were doing a bit of the darker stuff, weren't they? But I mean, yeah, there wasn't as was... much like upfront stuff like that, was there? Yeah, it hadn't quite got to that really kind of like, you know what bass sounds today? It hadn't. It was no. kind of like a little bit of that, but you had, you know, your deadbeats and yeah, deadbeat was even was it early then. holy goo. Brent Kilnar. Yeah. Oh man, he he was one of the first ones where I was mm. like, wow. I remember when you had stuff. um, you you had your initial rent show, didn't you? Yeah. That was kind of a staple of the early. I remember you, uh, yeah. Notion guest yeah. mix on there. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. The early Notion stuff. Yeah. Because um, obviously, I would I would say that in the dance, you know, it kind of inspired a lot of stuff that mm. that came after it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that was kind of a, a good turning point for you as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think like there were some of my favorite days to be honest. You yeah. Know? Like I I love the stuff today, and I, you know, it's on a completely different level now. You mm. know, people are like getting huge gigs, and it wasn't really like that back then. People were still in their bedroom just making stuff. Like you just wanted to get that rinse FM play, and that then the you're like. Thing. You I know. know. That was, I remember that when was Marcus Nasty played my first track, and I was so gassed, like, because he, oh, he used to yeah, have his Marcus, show as well. Yeah, he was another one of the DJs that was really pushing that sound. Yeah, he 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 was. He gave me my first radio. Like, I think appearance. he might have given me one of mine on rinse too. Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, like the. the it's it's good that it's grown to where it is now, but the the scene at that time was just such an amazing thing, wasn't yeah. it? You know, with the the sound yeah. was very fresh and um, yeah, like cause and effect as well. Yeah, yeah, Lorenzo. Lorenzo um, yeah. I remember, well, like Notion released that Crooklyn EP as well. That was oh my god, that was like twenty fifteen. Yeah. That's probably my one of my favorite tunes, and um, obviously yeah, then you had like Goof coming throwback. through, and um, it's it's mad actually because obviously as the scene progresses, um, I'll listen to tracks now that I heard back then and they sound a lot softer now, you know, because yeah, things do. are a lot harder now. Whereas yeah. at the time I might've been like, fuck, now it's more of like a vibe. I know, are. trust me. It's crazy what like perception times. can do to your ears and you know, yeah, and how, it's, how things progress. It's also like the mix downs on today's stuff. Like people Loudness aren't wars. just making ideas. They're like, all right, you know, this, this is what it is, but now we're going to make it bump in the club in the biggest way possible. Yeah. And like, you know, like how dubstep, it everything was just so highly produced. It was getting heavier and heavier. Loud, yeah. big, the biggest sound you could get. <laughs> kind of bass like that is kind of like that too. And yeah. people were obviously, they're getting better at, you know, getting that big sound. I so. think production levels like in general have kind of Im- improved as yeah, well. Yeah, like, people you have leveled have to. up huge. And yeah, and I, I think as well, an interesting part is as the sort of sounds got bigger, the the shows have got bigger. Yeah. And so there yeah. you have to tailor your music to the bigger rooms, you know, as well. Like you kind of, course, yeah. uh, not, not that every track has to slap, but you need to have those sort of big room anthems as well. You know, whereas mm. if I kept making my 2015, 16 sound, it might not be quite the same. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just exactly. natural evolution, isn't it? Of the scene and uh, of trends and whatever. No, but the, yeah, for yeah. Sure, those times were, were certainly some of, some of my They're definitely, it, you know, we needed those times because I like, would, Getting we have what we have now. Like, I know. <laughs> I gosh, remember when that was what, fresh we and now we're in. like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I know, crazy though. Because even you did your early bootleg. Um, what was the first? Ready or, it, not? Ready or Not. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I actually remember I got gassed when you started playing that and yeah and even that was like was hard as nails back then oh that yeah that, that was like screechy still at the one time. of the harder ones <laughs> and i was like, oh, like always pushing it yeah yeah and then 
now that even sounds a bit soft now it's like i know yeah it doesn't it doesn't quite slap the same like really a a couple of my old ones do but i just think like we said you know the like the the standard has changed well not yeah. the standard but like you the, gotta be a mitts down king these days as well yeah it's you, like you, got, <laughs> you got like the, the levels keep upping in it yeah like, and you just um, yeah yeah so we're kind of skipped ahead but i was talking about your grime stuff there you said you were yeah. like producing for wiley you did some stuff for like who else like mik uh yeah i did a lot with mik um murky ace i did stuff of like people like gets um uh, did you know what I did a lot with? Do you remember Maxter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of yeah. those guys. Like, um, God, I I worked with. I've, at one point, I was just working with everyone. I'm surprised like, you didn't fuming. do any like grime raves or like tours. You know, with the artists. Yeah, but or you know what? Like, like them days, I just wasn't DJing. It's not that the offers weren't there. I just, just weren't interested. Was like, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna come in this really boisterous scene and do a shit set because like. Nah, I was like, I have to... Oh, did you want to kind of perfect it first? Well, yeah, I definitely wasn't... I say I didn't want to learn in the club, but that's actually what I ended up doing. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it that is the deep just, end though, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, you know what? Like when DJ Cameo, he had his show on One Extra. Yeah. The amount of times he tried to get me on for a guest mix and I say the same thing. I'm like, bruv, like I can't DJ right now, you know? <laughs> did that not make you want to learn though? It did. It did. Yeah. And that's why I eventually... Um, after I had a few of my early gigs when I first got with Max, my agent, this was 2013, um, and Rinse FM as well. So, you know, Elijah Skidium was like, just come on a show. Like, yeah. that's your practice. So after that, I started brushing up my skills, got myself some um, secondhand pioneers. Yeah. And um, then I was like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah, Bring yeah. me on. <laughs> come and then on, it, ready for anything. Yeah. And... Uh, that it kind of went from there yeah speaking of um elijah and skilliam how did you get in touch with butters was that through champion as well or no do you know what the whole thing happened elijah emailed me and oh, what, just i met blue. the whole crew just through that way so i didn't know anyone before my connection with butters um i got an email and it was the track hold on and I remember that one, yeah. Uh, yeah, and what it was, they were I think they were on the car. They said on a Friday night going to a show, they had yeah, DJ oh, EZ what, it on played Kiss on the, oh, playing okay. on the radio. And they must and be like, Who's that? <laughs> EZ played this tune like oh, brand new flavor D and they thought, What? Is that flavour like the grime flavor D? Like this don't sound like her. Over, yeah. They're like, This is like fruity garage <laughs> and they were just a bit baffled by that and yeah. I was like, This can't be the same person. And then um, he emailed me the next day, like, this is signed. If it's not, we'd like to sign Oh, what, EZ? Oh, no, Elijah. No, uh, oh, Elijah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, obviously, I, I think I read it like a week later, and I didn't have Wi-Fi there. And I was like, uh. I had a crappy BlackBerry that was all beat up. And um, I was just like, yeah, it's yours. And I've never, I didn't have a track signed then, so I was gassed. I guess with, like, you starting your new direction, you didn't, you just had you were just like yeah cool like let's yeah. roll with this like yeah yeah definitely. what kind of inspired you know because you switched from grime to to a more like four by four sound like what yeah. were you just playing around and it stuck um like? well you know what i i didn't always just make grime like if you go on youtube there's like some old baseline ideas oh so you've always like kind of dabbled like yeah. yeah if there's probably a track called like find my way and that was all before my grime stuff so i oh, i okay. Yeah, I, I made like some baseline little remixes like Lady Gaga that <laughs> were getting played in my local club when I, I was like 17. And that was baseline. 
So what do you reckon your like your earliest track on the internet is? Do you have oh any? Oh my like, god! Profile? Do you know what? It, it's probably um, uh, <laughs> a baseline remix of Lady Gaga. What's that song? Uh, Red wine. Just dance. Just, Just dance. dance. Oh really? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I think it's still <laughs> I, on this there. I'm it, have I to didn't find this now. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! But if you listen to it, you you know what I mean. Like it's just so raw but you know like the the bass is there and stuff mm. like you can tell that yeah get, getting know. towards that like, yeah were you in touch at all with the, the the standard old school bass line wave you know from up north oh yeah oh so you, you kind of knew about yeah. that yeah my friends at the time like even like dj q and oh yeah because did you know q back then or? No, oh, no, oh okay that, that, see all those people i met through buzz and um i didn't meet q until couple years like probably 2014 yeah because obviously tkd started 2015 oh so you, yeah you kind of met so, him around then yeah 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 we weren't like buddies before that but you were kind of in touch with the the old school baseline sound oh yeah because even remember when i mentioned channel u so yeah, yeah. channel u was bumping a lot of baseline and they then did, yeah and then you had like Triller and people like that my friend was baseline obsessed yeah so like anything new like she had all the compilation cds and jamie duggan all that stuff i find i find that quite interesting because like where we're from down south the the old school baseline sound it didn't kind of hit yeah. as much did it and so i yeah, yeah. For, for me my influences were more like my new Lang and black butter you know the dark side oh, of man, house black, butter. black yeah. butter was big for me and then that kind of met in the middle with the old school bassline, then it kind of merged. Yeah. But I, I, I really knew nothing about old school bassline until I got into this kind of, and like you know, like I'd heard tracks like Heartbroken, the, the chart yeah, hits, yeah. but I, I guess it's such a regional thing, wasn't it? But I yeah, mean, you obviously. were kind of more in touch with the culture and yeah, like down Bournemouth, we. I mean, we didn't have no pirate radio, <laughs> so that's why Channel U was such a huge like staple for me. Yeah, that introduced. Oh, well, and you heard a few tracks on there. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. They were, see, they were playing a lot of um, like I remember the DJ Q, you what you what. That was just being peppered on that, and I think that might have actually been the first. Oh yeah, you what? Yeah, you MC what, Bones. You, what? you know he's in yeah. prison now for like no. fifteen years. Yeah. No mad, way. Mad scene, oh my yeah. God. He used to come to our shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Bones. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man. Bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you kind of got into that. And um, yeah. I guess you can kind of hear the influences of that in like in the dance and stuff. Whereas, yeah, yeah. But, but by slowing it down, you gave it a more housey feel, I guess, with all yeah, the. Yeah, just you had that groove in there, but it had like those elements. And that's kind of what I was trying to create. That was the like thing, because it's kind it was. Although people label it baseline, whatever, but it, it was it kind of was in between genres, wasn't yeah. it? Kind of like yeah, a, yeah. I always say it's like a melting pot of loads of different genres, and then yeah, it was like a, a niche gap. And and I think at that time, um, there wasn't really a lot of people doing that kind of sound. Yeah, you know, I no, that's what I was saying. Like, not not yeah. really. Like, like, I don't not to like blow my trumpet, but it that tune ended up getting me like my first. A, like gig abroad and it uh, took me around the world yeah. so would you say that was me. kind of the tune that changed it for you yeah like everything yeah definitely i mean hold on home my first release it was more about people well one people were learning that one flavor d is a chick <laughs> yeah because you still get that years, now though, i don't still you? get it now i, I saw what you put on your instagram story the other day it was like oh pretty good for a girl flavor or something. never knew flavor d was yeah, a female yeah. oh my 
my god yeah. if i had a pound every time i've heard that yeah um, i'll um I'll, I'll i'll go into that a bit more but um it sounds like from when you sort of made in the dance things were very quick and very steep rather yeah. than a more gradual upwards curve you know it yeah, was just like yeah because from making that tune in a hostel when did you kind of realize that you could do this full time as such well when i made in the dance and i was in the hostel um i had just like i i, I worked at domino's pizza oh really no way yeah i worked there for like eight months so um yeah it's when i moved into london i was like in elton Dominoes, yeah, not far from, oh, fucking gang, hell. You know? So you're working um, there and then just making the tunes on the side, yeah. And stuff, so, yeah. and um, yeah, I eventually I got like this. So, my first abroad gig was in Israel, whoa, so random. I know it's the first time I've stepped foot on a plane, and it was to Israel, first time you left the country, yeah, ever been on a I plane. Didn't know Israel had like a bass music scene, yeah, they did. It's in Tel Aviv, whoa, so I've heard about that for techno and stuff, but yeah, um, well, I mean, back then. They they definitely had there was a particular club mm. and this promoter that was just trying to get people waver, um, and so Elijah came with me because I was like I don't want to fly by myself. <laughs> yeah, bless. And I remember like my job at Domino's. I, I didn't want to tell them that. I mean, they didn't even know I did music, but I was just like um, I can't work this day and that day. And the manager was like, Well, you know, we have no one in. Yeah, you, ha you have to come in. And oh, I was shit. like, um, I can't. And I ended up doing a sicky, and obviously I went to, to Israel. Israel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so after that, I was getting more bookings, and then I I just quit the job. Yeah, yeah. I had did to. the bookings come in quite fast after that? Because I mean, where, whereas yeah, it was kind of did, you know like of. An, a a newish sound. And yeah. There's not as much established, you know, like shows. Yeah. Because that's kind of what what well more you but what we kind of had to build as well wasn't yeah, it like yeah, establish exactly. the sound and and w especially around 2014 or whenever it was it's like you've it got you've got the grime raids you've got you, <laughs> you didn't have as much like social media yeah as well oh yeah like you know i mean we had we had all the stuff, things but it like wasn't Twitter, as important no way you like the whole viral video culture back then it wasn't really a thing so I think that started maybe like 2016 times. Yeah. Where it would make a direct impact on your career. But um used to be Facebook. Like yeah, if you banged face if you banged yeah. a Facebook video, like that was like a big moment. Like and yeah. I think a lot of people, especially promoters, were sort of what you know, like watching that and seeing mm. and just trying to judge and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Like boiler rooms as well. Yeah, like, like what we said with EZ. Yeah. Like, I guess you still had the social media then, but like you said, it wasn't as as yeah. pivotal now. Yeah, it's like he started a bit of a trend with like <laughs> with the the garage scene, and yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you saw what it did for him. Like he's been about for years, but when that video came out, people were like, "Oh my god!" It literally was the and video, he got and booked then everywhere. It was like, his second coming, didn't he? Yeah, literally. yeah, it's mad. So how long how long have you been doing it full time then? Um, if, full if time. Well, really, since when you signed off Domino. <laughs> yeah. So like 2014. Yeah. Yeah, beginning of that. I've been just straight, straight music. And I guess every grinding. every year is kind of different. Yeah, every year in in its own way has you know I you never elevated know to, to a certain thing. You know, even if it's like a way that I can just change my life for the better. Like 
you know, like last year I did my driving lessons, finally got a car, always wanted a car. Yeah, just generally life stuff. Not, yeah, not just life stuff. And um, Don't want to keep it stagnant. Yeah, I'm just like, if I can just live another year, like f- with freedom and t- still doing what I'm doing now and just have like, yeah, you know, like ah, I, I can just go true, and make though. beats and wake up whatever time of the day I want and just like, yeah, that I'm happy. We, we, are, we are very lucky. Yeah, we are. It's, it's, we are it's, definitely. it's blessed, very blessed, just despite what... The, there's downsides to it. Yeah, pros and cons, but there's yeah. a lot of worse jobs. Like there. speaking of downsides, like are there any sort of major setbacks you've had in your career where you maybe thought, oh no, like um, this is really bad? Do you know what? I think there's like, always different life per- stuff. Yeah, life stuff. I mean, obviously, stuff with you know, if you get to a certain level, you're going to be traveling a lot, and then that can affect relationships and. You know, you're going to miss out on certain little family events or things like that. Or, mm. or like, you know, th- there's pros and cons, but you just... I'd say they are small small cons. They're small cons. Yeah. They're definitely <laughs> small cons. Yeah. Like, And I think the thing about the family stuff, because our, our job revolves around people's social lives. We yeah. work when people are playing. Exactly. And then, then yeah. when they're... Well, we're kind of working still. But. Like, you're not ever going to have a normal sleep pattern. Like... The amount of times I try and go oh, to sleep, I just can't do 10 p.m. It. and I'm waking up nine. I'm like, by Thursday, I'm like, yes, I'm normal. And then come Friday, you're back in the club for like a 3 a.m. set. I know. And so you're playing like four or five in fabric. And you're like, yeah, fuck my life. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. But uh, something <laughs> interesting about that is like, if I do have a weekend off or something, and I go out like on Saturday or Sunday morning, and I just see people doing like normal stuff and I'm like yeah. whoa this is kind of mad and like it, it feels really nice you know to like yeah just like go outside and normality yeah I, I guess you do kind of get shut off from it a bit but there's ways you can like limit that as such yeah it's not really yeah a... like I, I think I had my first ever whole two months off which was last November December just gone and that's like a whole two months straight in about five years Really? So that was very weird for me, and um, I should have one gig in between November. Because I remember one year you you tweeted something about how many gigs you'd had that year, and it was definitely over a hundred. Um, I think it was like one hundred and twenty-three or something. So, so that's that's about on average for a year, one yeah. every three days. Yeah, obviously, that, you know, that, you get them. No matter how much bubbles, you look after yourself, that that is very tiring. Yeah, it it adds up. Um, I think like for me, I've definitely felt like my body change in the last three years just like i don't know if it's like all the flying or what in a, in the a lack negative of sleep. way a little bit but i mean now that i'm trying to get more on track like you know going gym and just mm. like diet wise you know when you're on the road there's only so much you can eat if you're in a hotel you're gonna get a pizza or a service station or a service station yeah. like but you know they're, they're minors in it if yeah. you think about yeah like I the get pros it. that come with it I know, I know. I've recently like gone pescatarian and do I'm not, trying, I'm to trying to find to do the same. trying <laughs> to find something to eat in the service station. It's like I really want some chicken yeah. or something. Do you know? What? I tried that vegan KFC burger. Really? What it's all right. I, I quite like it actually. It's it's definitely edible. <laughs> it it tastes it's, it tastes yeah. like a little bit like it, I guess. Yeah. But I'd I'd I mean fair fair play to like anyone who's gone vegan. Yeah. So I couldn't even do veggie, let alone vegan. Man, I I got some vegan DJ mates and they they have to pack their lunches like it's mm. 
I can do it. Yeah, f- yeah, like you just can't. Like it's just not realistic. Yeah, I'm like, I can't, nah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, and like so, so you like you've been gigging for a few years now, and like yeah. what what like tips do you have? You know, for just staying on top of it, and obviously there's there's the obvious ones like don't be partying too hard and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. Um, for me, I find like that the more consistent you are like there's been times i i've had maybe three weeks and i haven't dj'd and you know you get to that that first gig again i'm like rah, like i just feel a little bit rusty it's weird mm. not even rusty just you you know like promos you got to stay on top of everything you, you know like it really can pile up if you leave it like yeah three weeks oh my or god something. it really does and um you just got to stay on top of your game yeah like if you can because i for me personally if i don't like I, I lack confidence like when I'm DJing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to have the most recent like edits and all that stuff. And yeah. even just like producing as well. I personally I just like to try and make sure I've got as much content yeah. as possible. You produce a lot on the roads though, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean predominantly. Always on yeah. the laptop because you're always on your laptop. Mm. I'm on my yep. I'm on there, so I can't really like <laughs> I don't know. I just find it maybe it's a psychological thing. But I, I kind of have to finish tunes on there. Yeah. But you're you're literally. I used to be like that though. But I mat. think the more you do it on the road, you just get so used to it, and you, yeah. you learn to know what you need in order to achieve. I read that, that um you you made that Bear Fields track because you the were train. on the train and you saw like yeah, Bear Fields. I, I, I remember that. <laughs> that was on the way back from um, Bristol. I that played was like that your, motion. Your, your genius track names. <laughs> yeah, bare fields, because I was looking out the train window and you just saw bare fields. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. going through the farmland. Yeah, so <laughs> an- another sort of early bass track, I guess maybe your big follow-up to In The Dance was Rhythm and Gash, am I right? Oh, the bootleg, yeah. Or was there something else in between that? Um, I think I mean, Soul Shake not- came after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was Rhythm and Gash. Rhythm and Gash, yeah. That was a, a funny period. That kind of went... Like back then, you know, what you consider viral was I like, yeah, that it kind popped of popped off. off. Yeah. And because um, I remember we actually, I actually had to, I released my remix around the same time, but yeah, like, it was remember, just like yeah. a coincidence about it's like that. Bootleg season. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to only do bootlegs and now I can't do them. I don't know why. Like, it's not good, not good to get too lost in like the bootleg world, I think definitely a little bit here and there but yeah. you don't want it to be like you don't want to be known as like i know but the bootleg literally my first like four tracks were all boot i don't know why but i think you kind of have to find that originality mm. eventually don't yeah. you yeah 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 that that um that that rhythm and gash one did that just start popping off as soon as you played it then because i guess you know that it that wasn't even was me like, you know it, i i sent that um it wasn't even mastered you know that was one of those tracks where i was like i don't know how i achieved to make it sound club ready it was like made in the back of a car in like another Amsterdam. one that you made on the yeah road. it <laughs> was literally i think i wrapped it up on the way to a gig and the promoter was like oh that sounds good <laughs> um i was like oh do you think i was all right let me render it off yeah. and uh, i sent it to like only a small selection of people like i sent it to ez um you know like just the the top tier top group ones, yeah, at yeah. that time yeah. and then um all it took was like, a couple videos to circulate on the facebook of it at a couple festivals and it went off you know because the whole crowd would just jump in i was like wow i just i I didn't know what to make of it and (laughs) then at that point when the video started going viral i was getting um emails from like labels that wanted to sign it but you know the fucked up thing rebound x like who who is he is he's the guy that of the original 
track, Rebound X, and um. Oh yeah, but I mean, like I, I've never. He's heard like disappeared off him. the face of the earth. Like. And also, I heard that singer never got any PRS nah, or something for that. He's like <laughs> oh, no one knows where he is. It's I think I heard one mystery. other track by him, but. He yeah, he made like, that, quite. It? I I heard a rumor that like his dad won the lottery or something, and then oh, they just them bounced ones. like probably on an island in the I don't know somewhere tropical yeah. where he ain't. But I like um yeah ministry in that they wanted to sign it, but I didn't want to be signing no track without no one's permission. Do you know? But what you I mean? literally couldn't find the guy. To, I like, couldn't find the guy him. to for him to green light for me to use it. So I was like, that would have been big if that got signed as well. I know it's just one of them things. I didn't want to be. I wanted to do the right thing and not, you know. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If it, and then I, I tweeted, if it gets a million plays, I'll give out a free download. Didn't think it would get a million plays. It got a million. And then it did. Yeah. I was like, oh. I know. it's still getting played now. I know Notion plays. I played it, it the other night still. actually. Do you still play it? I I did the other night because I did a, an extended set and yeah. I, I was at the side of stage like, do it, do it, just pop it. <laughs> you just feel dirty. And I was but like, it's fuck it. <laughs> yeah. It goes it goes off in any rave, literally. Yeah. You had yeah. a VIP of it as well, didn't you? Yeah, I, I just sent that to like, you know, yeah. few mates, but you can't beat the original, I don't think. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. And would you, I, I probably not that track, but what track would you say sort of defines you as an artist? Oh man, that's Cause, hard. Cause it's, that's a hard question for you because of your, your different genres. Yeah, I've never liked to be a producer of like one sound if you had to like define yourself it would be some mad track of like it would it would probably be one of the ones that merges different tempos um man god that is hard because at one point i would have said in the dance and then soul shake yeah um i I maybe would have said but you know what i think like a, a lot of my more love stuff um is definitely I mean, if I had to listen to some of my material like all day long, it would probably be like more love or like happy. Something. Yeah. I think happy, easy happy is my favorite track of yours. I'd say. Oh, like, thank it's, you. It's just, it's just like so feel good. Like, and oh, good. so someone actually asked, um, "Is there any more more loves coming?" Um, or yeah, do you have any I, I would say for garage stuff in the yeah, works. Yeah, definitely garage stuff. I think. Um, I think for me you smash garage the most well obviously i'd in- I excited like to hear this more drum and bass <laughs> stuff but you your garage stuff is like my favorite that you yeah do. i feel like garage is like just part of me it, it yeah. just comes so naturally to me i'm because i listened to garage a lot in my teenage years so oh you said like so solid crew and uh yeah but even like um early mj cole you know like proper underground like two-step vibes yeah, like yeah. The, the, all those golden like Ram- ramsey and fen and um not just like flowers, <laughs> like nah, the, the man, like shit, like yeah. Steve Gurley, uh, he was one of my my favorites, and even early Zed Byers, mm. he has some crazy UKG stuff. Um, yeah, he did. But, but yeah, I don't know. I think definitely my more love stuff is like what makes me me. Yeah, anything with a bit of soul. So, so do you think there's another one coming or? No, no, yeah, no I mean, yet. you know, you never know. It might not be more love. It might just be that kind of content just on a different project i mean i i want to get i mean i'm working on a project right now uh, i'm working on a couple so that one of them is definitely going to have some some more new garage You'll definitely hear some more oh yeah soon. definitely some more vocals <laughs> yeah it's gotta be <laughs> that good feel good stuff yeah yeah and um 
another project you did a couple of years ago was the the fabric live cd you did Oh, was yeah, it 86 yeah. or 88? Uh, 88, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was quite a big moment as well, wasn't it? Yeah, like, that was. I, I produced a lot for Was that, that like 2016 as well, around that time, wasn't it? I think it? it was, yeah. So that was kind of as the scene was coming together as well, and then mm. kind of that, and there was a few other compilations that, you know, yeah. sort of like stapled everything together, and I guess... Yeah, there were some good is, years for, yeah. for me, just because, like, there's so many names from then that are killing it now you know yeah. like look at goof and like notion and the notion track on there was that it was uh it was called glow do you remember yeah he you know what he made me that specifically because like, i hit oh, yeah, it's got the sample yeah. that was that favorite and, uh, I don't special think that, yeah and i was <laughs> just like if i'm gonna use another producer on it they have to make me something like vip yeah and he was down i was like my man <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah that that was a big um yeah project and then you had me. your launch at fabric as well didn't yeah. you yeah yeah uh, yeah so one. that that was a pretty special did goof play at me. that was that the same night or was that a different one you know I what i think some he videos did from it i think he did i think he warmed up oh really? if i remember right i don't know i might be wrong mm. i know that we've definitely played fabric it could have been that night. Yeah. yeah. Big up Fa goof fabric, anyway. Yeah. Fabric pre-shutdown. That was the day like, before, oh, it, before it closed, you know. Obviously, it was still open. Yeah, no, I'm but glad like, it's still, I feel like the, the vibes then were like... Yeah, it still had that like extra raw like underground. Like, you know, they had to clean up their act in a few ways, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, I know. I remember I went to see one of Peem on these nights there in like 2015. And it was like... There's certain insane. things that happen that I just don't think would happen now. Really? You know, yeah. What, they're club-wise? Yeah, certain lineups. Like, I know they have to be more particular with, like, um, begin I think it was um, they just didn't want grime nights on Fridays. and Like, they wanted certain themes rather than a bit really? of everything. Which is, Yeah, well, that's what I heard when they first opened Because I anyway. went to some grime stuff back then. I don't know. If, mm. I think it was after they got recently. shut down. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think they're, I think they're all right now, but... Yeah, you yeah. Never know, <laughs> yeah. Or at least it's the still open. I remember it shut down. Stuff. Everyone melted down about that, and at least. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a fucking. That was a big everyone moment. Everyone was about to have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. And um, and one more big track you had around that time, obviously, was Soul Shake as well. Yeah. And yeah, um, my new lane. Tell us how that kind of came together, because to me, that's like one of the best modern bass records. Like yeah. The production, the vibe. Oh, thank like, you. That was um. Yeah, I kept seeing Jamo, um, and we were like, "Oh, yeah, we should we should get on something." And um, you know, like you always bump shoulders with certain artists, and you, it, but you just never find the time sometimes. And, yeah, I hear that. And he, one day they um, the boys sent me over some stems, and it was like you know that sound in the track that goes da 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 da. They sent that with literally just a kick. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. It. And I was like, yeah, oh, get my work cut out here. And then um. Yeah, we we just kept building, like sending the stems back and forth through email. Oh, you did it stems? Yeah, we did it stems. Um, just because, like, you know, they're in Bristol, and we just somehow couldn't make it work to meet up. But um, yeah, and I don't think any of us knew that. You know, when you finish a track, you don't think that. Well, like what we said about special, the, the you, you, I don't think I've ever finished a track that did well for me and been like yes yeah, this like is gonna this do well fucking, yeah. it's usually yes this is gonna do well and it flops you know yeah, like it's really. mad and then um 
Yeah, so they they hooked up the signing on is MTA. MTA. Yeah. Didn't that um label like Yeah, end, they though? they closed. Yeah, they Was there danger of it getting taken down then? Cuz I swear some At of the tracks actually got there taken was, down. Yeah, there was, but I f- we we all like came together That would have like, been a we, nightmare. Yeah. We were like, "No, nah, no, nah, we we're going to make It was a bit of a, a weird situation more like the management dealt with that. Mm. Um yeah, I, even them times, like, you know, when it we had it all wrapped up, we were trying to think, right, who are we going to get to give it its first play on radio? And we sent it to, like, Annie Mack, and she wasn't really into it. And so we were like, oh, like is it, I don't know, like, do we have a good track here? We, we just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel like we had the best track that would, you know, be as forward-thinking as it apparently was. The um, real test is the club, though. Exactly. <laughs> and I but, guess it kind of passed that. <laughs> Yeah, and then it just started going off. Yeah, and it just started going mental, and then um, yeah, the views on it were crazy. Yeah. It got like I don't even is know. Is that your it most viewed, just, or is I think is it, it like, is. Um, yeah, rhythming, I'd say that. No, is uh, soul shakes most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting actually because I find there's more big records that are solo productions, not as many big records yeah. that are collabs. You, it's quite actually. That's rare. true, actually, and I didn't think of it like yeah. that. Yeah, like if you think about yeah. all the well selling big mm. records not many of them are collabs compared to yeah but, but i guess in general there's actually just not as many collabs about so it's yeah. kind of like whatever but um yeah so talking around that time as well um the next thing i wanted to talk about was tqd um naturally TQD. and um i never actually found out like how did you guys end up getting together <laughs> yeah that that's kind of like um an accident it was so Q came down to London and um, at one point we had like a little studio in East London and it's kind of like where the boys were just doing a mixture. It was like half like an office room, half kind of like here, basic setup. So you were just kind of working in the same space. Yeah. And um, Mark and Q, they started, you know, that track day and night. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they started that. Day mix and night mix. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they did day and night day mix and uh, i walked was that in. the heavier one y- yeah the yeah. four four one and dun, then dun, i dun, dun, i walked dun, in dun. and i was like oh, this sounds sick like yeah. this is like new school but old school garage you had mm. with like baseline all sorts of elements it was yeah. like everything you kind of love about what we do all in one and um i was like let me jump on and then i was like oh like he was like oh it's finished now but like <laughs> oh give me stems <laughs> and uh, i was like all right and then l you know mastermind of the, he was like do a night version like do so i i made all of the night version elijah which was yeah yeah and he, he did the more two-steppy yeah then i was like oh, that wasn't a collab i was like let's do a proper one and then we did um we did some more and then we did our our first final and it was a, a TKD remix on a royalty record, which was called, um, oh man. I can't, was you it know Cool what? Down or is that a different It one? wasn't Cool Down. It oh, was um, Limbo. Oh yeah, Limbo. Limbo. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we did a TKD remix of Limbo. Mm. That was officially our first like three-way collab. And um, yeah. Was the day and night one not your first? No, it wasn't oh. officially. No, it was mainly Mark and Q, oh, okay. that one. And then, um, yeah, so we got our first booking inquiry. And Elle was like, do you lot want to do a back-to-back? And we're like, all right, why not? Yeah. And then we did our first back-to-back. And we just, obviously, we had the most fun. And we were like, you know what? We should, like, just start doing more together. Like, like we have fun. Project, yeah. we, we bounce well, like, in the studio. And, um, 
yeah, we've all, we all bring in our own thing to the table. And then it, it just went from there. And then obviously we got more, more and more bookings. We made more music. And um, then we were like, all right, this could be something. And then that's when the branding came. And yeah. And the merch, all that who, stuff. Who made up the name? Because it's actually very convenient that you all yeah. had the one letter. And did someone just think of that, like, light bulb moment? Oh, <laughs> and was there any, like, variation? Was someone like, no, we should yeah. do, like dqt or something <laughs> yeah we did we were like what would what was the tongue better we're like dqt tq and i think it was like skill he had the last say he was like tqd and then when we looked at the logo and you know like where one lines up one's down one up mm. like yeah, yeah yeah we were looking at things like just how a logo could look more symmetrical yeah and then we were just like just do it tqd yeah and then, um, no, and then you, you nice said you got short. your first your first booking inquiry. You did your first tour as well, like club tour, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, and then after that, we were like, we we should do an album. Because, mm. you know, EPs and that, it, it's good. But with an album, like, we just wanted to be more more intimate, kind of. And not every track isn't built for the clubs. It's just a good album that you could also listen to in your car yeah yeah and, you wanted um, to have that listenability exactly factor. yeah and um so i think we did a good job at achieving that and then obviously we did a, like mega tour after that yeah yeah and it was a pretty crazy year and a half because I, I said to you i said to you yesterday i was at your brighton show i think it was your first one you did on that tour it was like january 2016 so it was like four years ago wow and four i was years. I, I remember i was in the crowd <laughs> it was um said so was, was it concord concord too yeah 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 so yeah you know pav as well so yeah. it's pav, oh, pav. And then pvc yeah, were yeah. warming up man then, pvc used to kill it yeah he's, he's still times. about so but i think he actually does thing. more vocals he does like a lot yeah. of vocals and stuff but yeah he was a very talented producer i remember he played yeah. one of my tracks and i was gassed and um <laughs> One of my memories from that night was Q dropped Breathe when it was unreleased. Oh my and it was god, like, that was Whoa. a stomper. Yeah, and then you dropped Bare Fields when it was unreleased, and like yeah. everyone was going off like those were good. We times. we were king of the heaters then. <laughs> you guys, you sitting on all the doves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and so. then we had our, our rule like if if anyone reloads a track, you had to do the shot. Oh that, really? Oh my! That I think it started at <coughs> them times. Yeah, the worst thing we ever. Is that did. why you're feeling older now? <laughs> probably is. Yeah, it's probably why I hate vodka. Oh really? What, what do you, oh you don't drink? What do you drink usually? Well, you know what? I I still have vodka, but I just I just drink it very like like I'm sipping a Bailey's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fair can't enough. I can't be going oh, ham no Straight more. vodka gives me the fear. Oh. Like. No, it's like drinking You know, you know when you start drinking and like you, you, you just drink it straight. I don't know about you, but you, I never used to have a mixer. It's like no. No, you know what? Me too. Back in the day, and even then, oh, Glenn's vodka. Do you remember that? Yeah, Glenn's the worst. Sitting in the park, like, like I don't know how people do it now, but <laughs> I know at least with like Live the, the grey goose and stuff is kind of it half goes down acceptable. a bit smoother. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> but um, no, I'm having a bit of a break. <laughs> um, Not endorsing. Nah. Straight vodka, no way. <laughs> Just the Baileys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, so another memorable moment, I'd say, was the back-to-back -back you did with uh, Mainu Leng at Boomtown. Oh, and man. you made all those yeah. tunes and everything. And uh, that, oh, that, I, I, that I, I, I played Boomtown that year, but I had to leave. Obviously, I saw it on YouTube and stuff, and it was pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, do you know what? I think that's definitely um, that's still up there, the best sets i've ever done just because like the chemistry um you know we we really prepared for that set like we yeah really didn't you like make tunes that you only played once or something yeah like the intro to that set 
was a freaking good beat and didn't it doesn't it's I, never that, been that, played someone pulled that up on twitter the other day it came onto my feed literally like a week ago randomly and it was like you made it just for that set and yeah. it never got um yeah pretty much just for that set and like um we just wanted to keep it something special Pers mm. i think that it's like release worthy I a lot a lot of big cool. tunes came out of that there was like the yeah. the, Le the leng remix of royalty i know you want me yeah and then yeah. there was a couple more wasn't they there well? they did a remix of um in the dance i remixed their oh yeah Warrior. yeah they did like a housey remix of, yeah did, did they do a like version um, that didn't get released or was that you there's a house version of in the dance yeah they, there's a house one i i still play that sometimes now it's kind of like a bit of a techie did you vibe that or did no they did Oh, they made that. So did they make two remixes then? Yeah, they and did. The house one, a DMB one. Oh, I didn't know. It, about it's that. <laughs> kind of DMB. It yeah. is a bit. It it's not properly finished, but it's 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 there. Mm. Um, yeah. So they did the Mark, I know you want me, and then in the dance, and then Q remixed Senses. Oh yeah, you that remember? was a big yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah. was a slammer. Um, and then Mark remixed. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, so we we all did our little specials. But the funny thing is, we didn't show anyone until the set. So when you're watching it, and oh, the, the reason we're all yeah, going crazy is because we were like, you would give each other the nudge, like, all right, what, wait, wait till you hear it. Yeah, that's such like a cool thing to do, really, and like make it special, yeah. you know? Because like. it, it was kind of like we were having our own party in the booth, like <laughs> the crowd <laughs> just going off see. up there, like everyone's yeah. like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that bang high booth, fucking high up as well Fuck. isn't it like, that production's like insane i just saw today that you're back well you're back at boomtown this year aren't you yeah i, I literally saw that today actually you must be so excited, i'm really yeah. really happy to be where back did you boomtown. play last year because i saw you played indoors but i couldn't work out where it was it was like some massive uh, tent at boomtown it? yeah um blimey i can't remember I don't know. I think it was one of those days where I had um, a couple gigs elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. So it just worked out to do like, you know, like a side little stage somewhere. Yeah, it still looked time, fairly big though, but like, I yeah. guess that's the, everything in Boomtown is like. You can't be that, that big stage There's, there's nothing, yeah. I, I, that, I that did, was insane. I did that Sector 6. That was the biggest gig I've ever done. Oh, you know, Sector the, 6 is the one. Uh, it's fucking, did you do that as well? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, fuck. I played there. Um, yeah, that that's you're quite high up. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was probably the no, yeah, the biggest crowd wise. You can't really get much bigger, can nah. you? I think that's like thirty thousand. Yeah. Oh my god. I miss Boomtown. Have to like pinch myself that that even happened. I know, and then when you're up there, you can't even really see the crowd. It's just like a sea of love. Yeah, it's like when you look at the videos after, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's kind of mind blowing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. But Boomtown. You get a bit immune to it sometimes, and you're like, oh my god. Place like no other, really, isn't yeah. it? Like the production wise and everything, it's like yeah. kind of on a level with like american festivals and stuff like yeah like, like kind of like edc type yeah, stuff yeah yeah sick yeah yeah and um so have you kind of finished the tqd stuff now because I, I heard that you were done with that um or it, is it just like, like a break kind of thing it's kind of like um a big break i think we did so many like stuff like gigs and stuff there's only a s certain amount of times you can keep going back to the same places and mm. we achieved quite a good thing like we did some big projects like we did um sponsorships with like desperados and we did stuff with red bull and um yeah and like a couple brands but uh, we didn't want to keep coming to the same clubs 
over and over and like the same festival. I guess that's the thing about the UK, yeah. And, and you yeah. did you did you did smash it so intensely with TQD, didn't you? It was just like yeah, we didn't want it to be you just absolutely like oh man, every I think single we, club I festival. I think like, we counted. We did like forty six shows in one summer. Jeez, like and that's just that's aside from our our solo stuff. Yeah, and it yeah. was just like yeah, we were like TQD'd out. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like love the boys, but I think yeah, we just got so wrapped up and we were like you know we want to do our solo stuff we need the time to do that as well and um so we just want to give it like a break maybe for this year and then um i mean we've got a bunch of stuff we haven't released that is like just sitting there catching oh, dust okay. but it, it's yeah because what i heard was that you'd finished I'd, like i i don't know if that was true or not but um, I no mean, we're not, not i wouldn't say we're finished it's yeah. just Right now we're not active, but who's to say? Yeah. Like so so potentially could expect more TQD stuff. Yeah, in, in definitely the future. definitely something for the future. Um, some people asked if you would be doing more sets and stuff again. Yeah, I think maybe not this year, but next year because yeah. I know we're all. I mean, I'm like I'm so wrapped up in like album stuff, I can't even mm. be thinking about other stuff. But yeah, just thinking about it now, I don't know how you did so much of that and <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you, lo you lost focus on your solo stuff when you focus on that so much because me I, I i don't know how i would divert you know into two such big yeah. outputs it's like crazy yeah it had its challenges um yeah it was definitely quite hard like juggling mm. that stuff with and you know like you want to fulfill like the demand whilst it's there you know for like you know, the fans and the ravers and whilst everything feels so ripe, you just want to keep banging out the beats. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want to keep like focusing on the the trio because then people will know you as TQD. We wanted to make sure that we establish ourselves. Solo um, still. Yeah. So it's still like royalty, flavoury and cute. And we we do our thing as a trio. Yeah. So that's why we kind of have, like dipped in and out a bit. Yeah. But yeah it's all love like we're still sitting on tunes and oh I, really yeah we've got some good stuff it's just just time and yeah. planning it out yeah but. well at least like you've got some some time to focus on your kind of yeah. yeah. solo stuff and, and stuff now um yeah speaking of which you've kind of had a new direction in the past year or so haven't have. you you've been um yeah. making more drum and bass and stuff um yeah working so. with hospital um where where did that sort of come about and what inspired you to kind of so up the tempo the dmb stuff um that happened like quite organically it was i think it stemmed from the end of a tqd set where i think it was maybe reading leaves or reading festival and um for the first time we were like should we just drop some dmb at the end of the set you know like the last 20 minutes yeah, so like to take yeah. it up a notch and we hadn't really done that before. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And I remember having so much fun, like, playing D&B. And then um, I was thinking about it a lot. I was like, it's all fun in that playing D&B. But, like, imagine playing your own D&B production and getting that same reaction. And um, yeah. then I think I, I've always been a D&B listener, like, from early. But mm. never thought to make it. I don't know why. London's I just, more heavily like that as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And... I, if that's one thing I wish I did earlier, it was definitely delve more into the DMB stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, so I started making like, it wasn't even ideas I intended for the club. It was just to purely make 
some ideas and it is like tough do you know what to make dnb good it's challenging because like, yeah, this is what we were the talking about alone. yesterday to 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 make you, anyone can write that structure out but to actually make it slap like oh my god it's like that's why i, yeah. I can never make like I'd, I'd say i got a decent technical level but i just can't make drum and bass like it's so hard to like you know drums, that like step man. and flow like yeah get it everything has its like frequency warm spot like in anything you make obviously the same thing but with drums it's just like the drums need to slap like hit you around the face and if you can't even get that the dynamics basic... are very different to the bass sound like yeah that's more synth yeah. based isn't it this is like you've got to have your drums um, yeah like, like, like dnb is like a poppy kick and a huge sub whereas what we do you need that more prominent kick with a sub that kind of like works you know dynamically on an equal level yeah. but yeah i mean i started off with like liquid dnb and then um eventually i was like you know what? I, the only place I'd want to be is on hospital because I felt that's the label that I would suit. Aiming high as well there. Yeah, I know, I know. To, to come straight into the scene on hospital, like. Yeah, do you know? Do you know how that happened? So Tony, who's um, aka London Electricity, mm. which is obviously, you know, he runs hospital. We. We were in the cars. You know, sometimes you share a car on the way to a festival. You've yeah, got different set times, yeah, but. Yeah. So we, we walked out of the hotel and he's going to his set time, whatever. I didn't know he was Tony, London Electricity. And I, I mid, it was like a 20 minute drive. And uh, I've, I gathered who he was because he was chatting to the driver. And I was like, are you um, London Electricity? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Um, I was like, I'm an R and if I, because I'm not the kind of person to be like, oh, can I send you some beats? Don't want to beg it, but you yeah, got to shoot your shot. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I, I told him that like, I've been like dabbling with some DNB ideas. Can I just get his email? He was like, he was like really like down. He was, I think he's just a really good guy. He's like, he'll listen to your music and he's got, yeah. he'll make time for you. And um, yeah, I sent them some ideas in the following week. They was like, yeah, keep sending us stuff. Yeah. And then, um, then eventually I landed my first official release with them, which was Return to Me. Yeah. Oh, so you were kind of sending over demos and yeah. Uh, yeah, really rough demos, mm. um, and then eventually they mm. found something. Because to to sort of to go into the liquid sound from the kind of stuff I imagine you were playing <laughs> with the TQD is yeah like, opposite spectrum. But that kind of sparked your interest, but then you changed the sort of subgenre you were thinking. Yeah, because you always yeah, had that yeah. more that more soulful garage. Uh, it mm. kind of translates like fast garage, isn't it? Like, kind of, yeah. yeah. Like I think you've definitely got the flavoury elements in there. Like yeah. you know, I'm very melodic. I I love my chords and. Um, you know that the the soulful vibe. So I've got to have that in there somewhere. Mm. And I think they were very surprised to hear, you know, this really you sent, boisterous, yeah. bassy female DJ like hit them with some liquid. They yeah. were not expecting that. And yeah. um, but yeah, like I'm working on some new stuff that's yeah not liquid. So, so someone asked. Um, obviously we've heard the liquid from you so far, but yeah. can we expect any kind of like darker stuff oh, as well? Tons of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm working on it. Do you know what? As soon as I get this mixed down, I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah. So the drums club are bangers, pain yeah. in the arse, but I'm like dedicated to getting it right because yeah. I don't want it to sound like a cheap transition. Can't rush art. Nah. Literally. You can't rush D&B. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And um, <laughs> and speaking of stuff that you're working on, um, someone asked, are you ever going to release a D&B LP or album? 
Ooh, watch this space. Can't <laughs> say too much. But, oh, no, you know. I'm going to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely working on something. Longer, that way. It's whatever, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that, well, that's good anyway. And um, would you say it's your favourite genre to produce or is it kind of like each one's got their... Uh, it's still early days, but yeah. I mean, right now I'm still I'm like learning it. It's just still kind of finding your feet in it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it, it must be quite quite a cool thing in a way to sort of start start again, not start again, but you know, like yeah, start like a, new, a new genre. Palette, yeah. and like it's, it's kind of you're out your comfort zone in a way, but you're you learning yeah. more. Maybe I, do you know what though? I I enjoy being an underdog and winning people over and like starting from the very basics and like I like to earn my stripes I I don't want to I think you know I wanted to be mindful that even though I'm established in one scene going into another doesn't make you climb that ladder any quicker oh no you don't yeah no like they don't give a fuck who you are you you still gonna be starting on the the warm-up spots you know like Mm. small fees and all that um but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying just experimenting with it. And have you have you had a bit of a personal one? But have you experienced much sort of negativity towards the fact that you did baseline before? Because I know a lot of drum mm. and bass fans aren't fond of baseline. Do you think that's affected it at all? From my personal experience so far, I don't think it has. I think. The fact that I came with a liquid track to begin with. Yeah, that kind of like must have thrown a few people Yeah, so they were kind of like, all right, she's she's not trying to like, you know, pull a fast one and just do some like, I don't know, come like a female Mackie G or something. Yeah, yeah. I think because people respected that it it was just me. It was just... Yeah. Like... Obviously, I made that point, but then again, listening to what you actually put out is not... Yeah, it's not trying to be like anything really it was just me on a dmb style track so and then human trumpet the follow-up after that was kind of the first one returned to me returned to me was first and then human trumpet was second and it's kind of like human trumpet's a bit more like sounds more round as a production yeah so so it's kind of like a work in progress as you're going kind of yeah and then my my next single is wrapped up so that that comes out on Valentine's Day. Ah, oh. so what is it like? A lovely one. <laughs> you know what? It's um no, not it's even. It just vibes. works out. Fourteenth of Feb was the day. Yeah, yeah fair like, enough. It's a Friday. Right, isn't it, it, it is what it is, yeah. and that it for me, you can definitely hear the growth. Um, I mean, from a geeky producer perspective, if you compare the drums, for example, yeah, it's yeah, just like, we, we can definitely hear that. Like. Yeah, it you can tell that I've been studying, and um, for me, just <laughs> if I can get that snare to punch, I'm like, okay, it's a wrap. Yeah, exactly. That, it's so, all about the drum slapping, isn't it? Like yeah, so. once you got the drums sounding nice, like yeah. everything else. So, um, for cool. for those that don't know, what software do you use, and what headphones? So I use Ableton. I've only ever used Ableton. Um, headphones. I use these. How do you say? You're Sin- tra- Sennheiser. You're trying Sennheiser. To ask me before, how's it my friend them? says Sennheiser. I'm just like. I, th- I think it's, it's German, isn't it? So it's yeah. probably like a, d- a couple of you know pronunciations. I, I swear by these headphones. They're HD212 Pro. They're these silver ones. Use them for production as well. Yeah, as well. production. Yeah. These are what I made like in the dance. Everything in a place I've lived where I haven't had monitors, they, they were what I used. And um, I just think that they've got a really good sound to mix down they're quite um 
like accurate on on all the levels and stuff. Yeah. So and they're not even that expensive. I think they're like sixty quid. Yeah, so pretty good for like yeah. a sort of beginner as well. Definitely if if you're starting out, I recommend them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when you are producing, where do you sort of get your inspiration from? Or does it sort of, does it vary from um, it your mood, what you're doing? Definitely varies from mood. I've always been quite an expressive producer. There's probably why a lot of my material is different. Um, it's just good to have that creative outlet, isn't it? You know, yeah. like it's a really like amazing thing almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've haven't. I'm not much of like a freestyler to the point. I just keep playing till I I hear something I like. I often um, I visualize the track in my mind. So I'll, I'll be sat there for probably silent for thirty seconds, and I'll hear it in my head, and then I'll just try and quickly paint out everything through the keyboard or yeah like the bass and the melodies at least yeah or do you know what i do a lot now i i like hum melodies into my voice note yeah. on my phone i do that as well yeah yeah on <laughs> the amount of tunes i've made through that it's like you know what i find so with good. that though you'll hum it in and then you'll listen back a couple of days later and you'll be like, yeah, like what, what the, the hell is, is this like, i can't even work it out <laughs> you'll have the idea so solid in yeah. your head and then you just come back and you'll be yeah, like yeah I've, I've definitely got a few dodgy ideas on there <laughs> like i could not re-imitate whatever that was yeah well i i think like sometimes <laughs> you've just got to like run to the laptop and like be like yeah. fucking put it in as much as yeah. possible <laughs> exactly. um so i, I think i kind of know the answer to this already but like with your your fresh drum and bass perspective are you kind of going off bass music or no i'm i wouldn't say i'm going off if anything i mean, it sounds I've like you're not I had mean, a little bit of a break got, but now i'm in. i'm feeling to get even more into it yeah and I, you know like our collab yesterday is very is bass heavy yeah. and um like i just wrapped up a remix for um ac slater that sounds very much like my bass roots you know yeah going back into that more aggressive sound i think um i think you know what touring with tkd is so heavy like and what we were playing it kind of Based me out if that makes sense i just needed to come away from it time, for a bit yeah it was just like base overload that's and, all you um, need sometimes time away yeah you literally. need i just needed to like just make some other stuff like i did my night base ep which is a bit more you know housey bass if it you want to call yeah, it yeah. and um but lately i've been really like feeling like how i used to feel like i want to make something really like you know crud like that's the time away isn't dirty, it yeah yeah i've been feeling more inspired <laughs> recently as well i think there's a lot of good like stuff going around yeah there's the a lot of new wave producers coming through mm. that are making some really good and, stuff and obviously the sound's gone harder but there's also this kind of bit within the scene the people making them more like as housey sound you know mm. like bass housey slower stuff and um yeah a lot of it's more melodic nowadays but there's also that kind of more housey yeah as well. you've got like your different pockets of um sounds you've got like distinct or yeah who he's just like a breath of fresh air mm. i think to the bass scene and then um, i don't even really like think sammy Virgie. yeah he's not he's distinct like he he's not really like bass he like if you've seen yeah his it's hard to sets, say what he, he he plays like so much different yeah. stuff is he's obviously he's quite like, like all, one. All the full spectrum like his sets are quite unique aren't they yeah, you that's that really spice know. tune that he released. Yeah, you know, that recent one is I don't even know what it's like. Hundred BPM. <laughs> Fair play to Aiden. Like he's, he's, he's doing a, his own thing. He's that very list. talented. Yeah, and like um, in terms of the the new bass scene and whatever, like, is there any names that you're feeling like up and comers or people um, that you're watching this year? And do you know what I really love? Um, what Sammy Virgie's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's just 
He's got that. He's kind of got his fingers in a few different pies yeah. as well, hasn't yeah, he? Like, yeah, he's got yeah. the old school bass line. He's got the garage. He's, mm. His garage stuff's strong, obviously. Shout out Conductor and all the yeah, Conductor Kiwi too. Records gang. They've, um, they've got their little I really like, is it Livesy? Livesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Livesy. Because he, he's been sending me stuff since day one. Yeah, he's been about. And his growth, like, in what he's, I don't know, like, what he's doing different, but it's every production... Just, it's, he's got that big sound on lock you know yeah, what I mean his, his tunes are very loud as well like very he, loud but he sounds very technical with everything I, I know like he, the put, bass he puts modulation. a lot of um, he puts a lot of uh, time in I know he does mm. like and stuff so that's that's good um, yeah he's sick I really like um, MPH MPH, MPH. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. again another one I've, I've really noticed his growth his work rate's mad I swear producer. I get a tune off him like every week like, same he lives same. in Kent as well actually <laughs> does he yeah Miles yeah he's a good lad but yeah, yeah, no, lots lots of good stuff coming, and um, yeah, yeah, where yeah. where do you think the sort of bass scene's going to head in the future? Like, obviously, there's there's one side going more uh, melodic, and then there's yeah, like, I mean, it's hard to say because you've kind of got like two different sides. You have got like the really hard stuff. So like, I guess what some of you guys are doing, and, and um, you're all doing things on a big level. We got like Goof, you know, he just did print works, and everything's becoming like big shows big yeah. productions so big drops and um but then you've got some other people that are kind of merging like a techie bass house yeah that's what i was wondering and about, obviously like... night bass is a huge influence right now as yeah. well um i feel like it's gonna go you're gonna get it's gonna split and Even you're gonna have one, there is like the a hard split. stuff yeah. and then the more like groovy anti up like lorenzo -y type yeah, because that groovy stuff, there's a lot of producers making it, mm. to be fair, which is, kind of, I guess that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, and like I said, with the night bass, I, there's a huge popularity. I mean, I'm getting promo sent through that with the caption, like, night bassy type. Type Like, beat. as if night <laughs> bass is, a, like, a genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, I've, I've seen that before. Like, people, I mean, obviously, night bass is really good because it kind of bridges the gap between, like, yeah, the, the UK bass sound. Yeah, and, um, the... I have to, you know, give my biggest respect to AC and what he's doing because, yeah. you know, over in America. You said to me that he's helped you a lot out in America. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. he he did. He got me my first gig um, in California. Yeah, I mm. think even in America actually. Yeah. So because your partner lives in California, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, LA girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how do you how do you find playing sets out there compared to in the UK? It's a good question. It's very different. I feel like because in England, everyone's kind of spoiled because, you know, our, we have such a big rave culture. It's so true. And, you know, in America, it's different. Like one, it's rare to get a club that's closed later than 2 a.m. because of the licensing. It's more like concerts, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's like, um, or it's like big festivals, but the, the whole rave thing isn't as... You know, you don't have as much going on. And I can play, like, stuff from, like, 2015 basing here in America. And they'll be like, oh, my God, like, what is this? Yeah. And, it, it's all and they're to them, so gassed because, it? It, yeah, they don't, they're not spoiled with all this stuff. Whereas over here, you kind of have to be coming with the, the fresh straight out the promos because... Literally, I... Um, they've heard it all. <laughs> yeah. When I was touring with Jaws, I was speaking to people who would literally drive like two three four hours yeah. to come see him play and like 
they would literally just watch it sober so they could drive home again. I'm like, well, really? that's... Oh can, my you, God. can you imagine someone driving from, like, London to Sheffield to watch a show and then driving back? It's, it's like, just, like... we. It's just different. Like, over there, they, they, they're willing to travel a lot more. Mm. So I think they want to really take in the show. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that production that is way. crazy, like a concert, you know, like the, yeah. the biggest stuff especially. But I do agree with that point about the UK being very spoiled. And, um, mm. you know, every weekend there's just tons of names playing everywhere yeah. like you you can go here and get like five massive djs yeah. for like 15 yeah. quid and like exactly. maybe that kind of takes away from the wow factor a bit you know and um i feel like these yeah. these events like print works and stuff they the lineups getting more and more stacked like it's crazy. yeah some of the lineups i've seen and it's not even just stacked it's like stacked in like the base world or the dmb world and you're like just a genre like, showcase almost yeah, and it, it gets a battle of, like, who has the biggest set, who's more unique, and yeah. there's only so much difference you can pe- play when, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a certain top-tier producers with the biggest tunes right now, and everyone wants that big reaction. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but to. I guess that's w- where you have to start making your own rhythms, isn't you it? You definitely have to fight <laughs> for it, yeah. Yep. And, um, VIPs. Yeah, yeah, and and um, obviously you've been working... Um, well, you just did a set with Indica, didn't you? And you yeah. got her back to back with so her yeah, coming up. Yeah, we did up. one in Tank. And she, um, she's actually on Crewcast, my label. Um, yep. But she, uh, she fa- fairly new in the scene, or I and how think, did you start chatting? You know to her? what? It's like it was. I had a gig in um, Nottingham. It was the big one. I, f- I think where it was Dark. City. Was it Rock Bird. City? Yeah, yeah Rock yeah. City. And so I did a special guest DMB set in the second room. I was she, there. Yeah, I, you I was were there. there. I just came yeah, to say hi. You had a few that. drinks. To, yeah. <laughs> oh, then I had. Everyone yeah, in the yeah. car park <laughs> say no more. Um, yeah, so she played before me. And then, so I went like half an hour before my set. I was like, all right, let me go see who this Indica is. And she is like fierce. She she is very, um, She she's good. She has, She's just got this kind of attitude and energy yeah. that, I haven't seen in a while and um she just you can tell she's very passionate yeah. about DMB. Proper head uh, like proper. She's very boisterous and like y- you kinda need to be in that scene. And I was just like, this girl's sick and then um so I took over and like twenty minutes into my set she was at the back like bopping. I was like, Do you wanna just jump on? So we did like a spontaneous back to back for a half hour and it, it just went off and then um so that's kind of how we connected and then it just naturally came about that we did a, an official back to back yeah and um yeah so yeah i think i think she's going to go far you got a i mean she's of build young sets and coming up haven't you yeah so we've got a book in a sw4 official back to back so she she doesn't actually produce though does she she she's, doesn't no she's just um, a selector we we actually spoke about this in the green room and like one thing she said that like I really respected is she said she's got a bunch of big DMB heads offering to like ghost produce for her. Oh wow! <laughs> and she was just like, no, nah, like she, I don't want to go down that route. And I was like, fair play, because she wants to learn herself. She wants. Oh, to get, so she is. She is. She like, yeah. She wants to like do it the right way. She wants to have her own sound. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. Because because obviously play. it's fair fair play that she's got this far just off her her mixing. Yeah, just off her mixing and her her brand. So yeah. Who who knows? I um, I think she just wants to brush up her skills a bit more before we like 
talk about collabs. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah, especially <laughs> with you. But uh, yeah, this I guess this kind of links to what I wanted to talk to you next. Obviously, you two um, both being females in the mm. industry, and I'm sure it's something that you've spoken about before. But like the the yeah. trials of of being a female, sort of. Yeah. When you were when you were coming up, and especially sort of being in a very male dominated industry did you did you notice that had a large impact on on your path Um, or not really or maybe even a positive impact I don't know I think it in my personal case I think it had a um a positive because um I I was like a bedroom producer for for so long so for one I I didn't have releases with my face on it people thought Flavidy was a guy yeah even now (laughs) Yeah, even now. And um, so because I was making a lot of grime stuff, people were hearing beats be like, oh, who produced it? Oh, it's person Flavor D. So they'll be like, oh, all right, I want a Flavor D beat. Mm. And a lot of the time, like, we'll be talking on email, like random grime MC, and we're talking, but it just never came up that I'm a chick. Well, you um, wouldn't mention it, or would no, you? Well, <laughs> no, you wouldn't mention it. And I'm, no. I'm not exactly living in London. Like, I'm not at these events. I'm not in the studio. Yeah, It's just... I'm just this producer. And um, so I did so much that way to the point people just were shocked when they found out I'm this like blonde white chick behind yeah. my PC at you home. You still get it now. Like. Yeah. And um, and I think because of that, and I wasn't trying to use my feminism or my face to like sell my brand. Yeah. People kind of like respected that because my music, did the talking for me yeah you've always kind of yeah ha- had that edge and like yeah know. and um it's i think just because i've been so like productive and i you know i was quite low-key for a good few years i used to be very shy and i didn't like doing guest mixes or, or being I feel like mic. a lot of djs and producers are though yeah producing is yeah. very introverted isn't it and then you go out there it's like the opposite literally yeah i i i, was, I, I had to, i was shook i, I, I had to learn how to you know act on stage and like mm. i think looking back at my early videos i look very nervous and like you know like quite quiet just like looking down at the yeah. decks and then yeah. when you just sort of embrace it a bit more and it's like cool like, it's so true like you go from being in your bedroom to like crazy numbers in front of you because like, in a way it's quite nerdy you know like all yeah. the techie side and to then to it's like introvert it's like to escapism extrovert. for a lot of people yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> I, I know some DJs that don't like playing sets you know like they're just like really fully like yeah oh, well obviously not that many but like, yeah, like yeah. C- certain it's ones. not for everyone no definitely and oh, well you said it kind of affected in a positive way because you didn't sort of uh, like promote it as your brand so yeah. much but do, do you feel like you've faced much like discrimination as such or throughout your mm, career at all i can't really say that i've faced like because i've seen things about female djs turning up to sets and like not being let in because the bouncers didn't think they were like oh, performing oh man okay know. yeah now that you bring that up i've definitely <laughs> had some funnily enough a lot in brighton really? like oh yeah. they just don't take you seriously the, oh my god the amount of times i've got to the door and i've been like yeah, I'm performing, oh yeah. i'm i'm the dj and they look at me like <laughs> All right, what's your name? And I'm like, um, and so I'm getting up my email trying to remember the promoter's name. I'm like, can you get so and so? And then the promoter comes out and they're like, yeah, let her in. And then their face is just like, God, you know, because of the, the power trip, they they just lost their authority. Embarrassing, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I've, I've had that a lot. I don't know if that's just me being a female. I think it happens to a lot of people though, but mm, yeah, um, that does, yeah. I, I, you know, I've had the odd like 
SoundCloud DMs or whatever. Like, yeah. you, you know, I, I guess like you, you you've should always, be in the kitchen or something oh God, crappy yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And <laughs> you've you've always kind of just like held your own and stuff, you know, like yeah, you, like you said, earn earn that respect and, and yeah, yeah. I've always been very mindful that you know, being a female, you do have to work harder. And do you do you think? Uh, a little bit, yeah, just because, I mean, I've done a lot of my groundwork, so people know for a fact that I'm, you know, I don't have a ghost producer. I've I've done a lot of, like, visual stuff on YouTube, like, Against the Clock or a crowdsource, like, you know, making beats on Boiler Room. So no one can even say that I don't do the work because it's literally there. Yeah. But I, I did these things purposely because I don't want no one to, like, try and test me. Yeah, exactly. It's just because you know, if you're visual with it, no one can really say shit. Exactly, and you've got you you've got the material there. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, you're not just like using your feminism, you know, like yeah, yeah. So I think that that's kind of taken a lot of like Mm. potential stick off my case. Why do you think the industry is so male dominated? Because if you look at the rave crowds, the proportion of girls there Mm. is a lot higher than the proportion of female producers and DJs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, they just I see don't. it as a less accessible market because it's not like there's no, there's no girls in the rave, mm. but then the amount of girls performers is a lot lower, you know. And I feel like a lot of yeah. people in general do rate they start as ravers and then they kind of progress it onto the. It's true. I don't know. I think maybe because like being a female, it, it it's quite daunting. I think to you you know. If you think, imagine, I don't know, it's hard to say, try and imagine being a female, but <laughs> if if you, where would you start? Like, I thankfully today with social media and stuff, there's a lot of like online courses and stuff. There's like people doing workshops and production talk things, especially for women. Like mm. I've I've done a couple myself and, yeah, and the all women. Yeah, female lineups yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. And people and complaining if there's not, you know, and it's, it's good to see that awareness. It must yeah. be especially for you to... Yeah, it yeah. It, I think things are slowly changing because, I mean, female DJs are popping up all over the place right now. Yeah. Not so much producers, but I feel like that's going to be the next wave because yeah. once upon a time we didn't have the DJs. And, you know, there's like an abomination of like female up- upcoming talent right now. Yeah, definitely DJs. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's always sort of been quite male dominated. But, you know, like mm. the... Music itself is not like a, a male thing, is it? You know, it's, it's not, not anymore. So no. yeah, maybe, maybe that, that. I think it, just the, the world future. in general, we're going for a huge shift, and people are becoming more aware to like equality, and you know, not to get too deep, but yeah, people are just waking up, and women are also waking up that you know once we learn we could do a lot of things better than how men can do it. Yeah, probably can. Yeah. Shots fired. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not quite dumb to be fair. And um, something that my girlfriend actually asked the question was, um, what's the most absurd remark someone has directly or indirectly said to you for being a female? <laughs> um, or any, anything that comes to mind and you're just like, what the yeah, hell? I can't think of any like absurd remarks. Um, but I have had a couple incidents where like, <laughs> I don't know if this even falls into the right thing, just... Little things I, I've taken over the decks from someone and um, whoever the previous DJ was, they had a couple mates of them that were drunk and they slapped my ass oh, before really? I went Stuff to like take that. over the decks. And like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's Just not because, 
I'm a chick and they think, I don't know, like what they think I'm there for, but it's like that. Just like violating. Club atmosphere, like yeah. prism type. Like. Just for that really, nah, like, you know, if not treating me as if like I'm another professional individual just taking over to now do my job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not, like, it's not, that, that's, yeah, that's not equality at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't know I can't I think it helps because I'm surrounded by a lot of boys yeah so and people, people don't got your really back try as well, yeah. yeah I mean you Everyone know knows. look at Q's <laughs> yeah you wouldn't you have don't that want problem to fuck with Q, let's be sets, real yeah fucking hell the size of his arms I just, like. I just if I got trouble I'm like Q go go get him for me <laughs> yeah 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 you've got your boys and yeah. um, is it Dwayne as well Dwayne oh my god <laughs> you think Q's big Dwayne's like oh, yeah, yeah, Q's yeah. bodyguard so yeah yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, and um, obviously you've been uh, you've been doing sets sets for years and stuff. Um, yeah. Someone asked, how do you find it doing so many shows and trying to keep your energy level constant? You know, throughout your your career. Uh, that's something I'm still trying to figure out now. <laughs> literally, yeah. um, it hit me hard. More so, like the last year, I've had like. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like anemic or what, but I was just told that I have to like. I think last year I I did a hundred and five flights like or something. Oh, flights! Yeah, flights! Yeah, and wow, airports just drain your soul oh, as well. Don't yeah, they? like and all the dehydration and stuff. Um, I just kept getting ill. I don't know if I was getting ill from like flying, and you know, obviously all your germs are contained in one thing, but um, it had like a direct effect. So. Honestly, yeah. just it's basic stuff, but drinking water and sorting your diet out. Don't go too crazy on the booze, and um, yeah. just health. That's something have that a healthy I'm learning balance. now. <laughs> yeah, it. But once you like get it, it, it changes your life. I feel like it's good recently because this this sort of awareness of um, healthy life and mental mm. health within the music scene, I feel like in the past year or so has really come to light. Yeah. Like, and yeah. obviously I know you and even me when I was getting into it and I was sort of treating every show like a night out, you know, and just getting yeah, pissed yeah, all the all time. And even though I'm younger, I still feel the effects now, hence the sobriety. Yeah, but like, you I, know, I remember like, the, um, a post, yeah, like... It d- it d- deal, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is really hard. Like people don't necessarily think about the the downsides, you know, mm. because they're not they're not not as apparent. But um, I yeah. mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Moderation to, like, is key. <laughs> talk about the downside when you know we 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 are incredibly lucky yeah, to do yeah. what we do. So it's hard yeah. for people to sympathise. But yeah, um, yeah, just balance. Moderation. Balance is key, man. <laughs> but it's it's hard to it's some of these things. You know, it's hard to moderate. You just got to find yeah. what's best for you. You know, like and uh, yeah, yeah, everyone's different. Trying to trying to last out here and yeah, like years, if you know? if you exactly like for longevity, you mm. have to find that happy medium of yeah. balancing everything out, or you'll just you'll burn out. That's, exactly, and it, I've seen it happen to people, like people that were around people when I began. Go, people yeah. were headlining, and you look at old flyers, and you're like where's that person where's this person yeah and you, and you, you just that's one thing that keeps me um motivated as well because i don't want to be like that so what do you think the key to longevity is well I'm consistency <laughs> obviously um you can't get too comfortable no matter how much success you get you can never get comfortable because mm. like there's always someone else waiting to take that spot do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. and um I think you just also have to not be scared to experiment because like 
honest music will always reach like the audience yeah and i feel like you've done a lot of experimenting in your career uh, yeah branching into different genres you know that's quite yeah not, not many artists actually do that you know can say that they're an established sort of multi-genre mm. like facet you know like, yeah i have quite a short attention span so i think that's another reason like even when i'm djing i i can't like i'll play a few bits of this and that but then i have to go like I might play some really hard bass, but then I have to break it up a bit in between, and then before mm. I go into more. You must kind of like playing personal. those extended sets, then. Like, oh, I you love can, it. You can finally, I've seen you yeah, doing a couple it. recently. You can finally sort of like represent everything you want to yeah. do. My yeah. um, my favorite part about playing those extended sets was um, kind of obviously playing stuff I wouldn't usually play, but I was kind of going back to like the 2014, 15 like bass stuff, oh, you know, yeah, like the softer, yeah. and like it's like oh, it's perfect man. for those like you know the first hour Whatever you want, yeah, yeah, like because yeah. the crowd obviously they want to hear that, but you you don't want to burn out too quick with mm -hmm. all the heaters, so you have to have a bit of pace it fully, yeah, exactly, marathon. yeah. No, it it was definitely is a is a good experience and um. So it definitely levels you up as a DJ as well. Yeah. It prepares you for like, yeah. you know, those. I used to um, I used to do a lot of warm-up sets when I was at uni. And um, funnily enough, obviously it's, it's, it's fun to play to a full room. But those warm-up sets, sometimes I feel they were quite rewarding, you know. Oh, like yeah. Building the tension and seeing the, yeah. the people warm up for their night, you know. It's like... And Fully. Did, did you do the after bass in Birmingham? The, the three hour set uh, with, with shorters. I did. Yeah, I definitely oh, cause did. Because I got that one coming up. He started doing this, oh my God, yeah. this extended uh, event. Are oh, you going to love it? Yeah. It's yeah. probably one of the best places. Because you play to from open, one. don't you? Yeah. That's what TS7 did. I think I did. did yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was like 11 till 2. And then you just get like maybe a resident to close. But yeah, that Birmingham's a sick crowd, though. Yeah, it's always good. Though, yeah, always a good party. Yeah, I remember seeing a video of you playing one of my songs like four or five years ago. Remember Rainbow Venues? Yeah. Oh, and oh the, man, the crane that was the as spot. well. Did you ever go to the crane? Yeah. It was only open. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's a shame about the crane. That was only open yeah. for like half. It's one of the best venues in the UK. That was. was I know. Like, it's a shame with, with um, <laughs> all, all the club like the oh, stuff yeah. closing. Rainbow down. shut down yeah. as well. It's mad. But yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So what sort of does the future hold for you if you were um, a fortune teller what direction obviously we sort of seen the the roots of your drum yeah, and bass here yeah. say you're going back to your garage and stuff or you're just going to keep whatever inspires you you know um i'm just trying to do like bigger and better i'm i'm not i'm not gonna i think with the dmb people thinking like i've deserted maybe my garage roots or like my base but that's not the case i'm always going to be making a bit of everything um just because like i i genuinely love all different types of music as a listener and a producer yeah. so and you've um, represented that as well like yeah yeah i've tried to always be open so it's not like a shock to anyone that i might do something different but um yeah i i've got a lot of projects in the works um got some big collabs and yeah. yeah i'm just like <laughs> i've never stopped making music i'm just gonna whatever it is that's the whatever beauty it is of it, whatever yeah. the mood is you know I, I just go with it but i'll, I'll always be making a bit of everything because yeah. that that's what feeds my soul yeah and and like what what does inspire you the most at the moment would you say what kind of music um is it is it drum and bass because obviously you're making drums but well right now obviously you? i'm focusing a lot on the dmb so yeah. i'm listening to a lot more um, D&B and like promos and just seeing like what's hot right now and um, 
there's a lot of amazing stuff coming out like in the DB world right now there's just so much new talent um it's quite interesting because you know the whole foghorn thing at the rollers. moment that's <laughs> yeah like the rollers and that um i'm more into the like i guess i i like some of the foghorn stuff but i'm more yeah. into the um you know like spy spy yeah he, yeah he's one of my yeah, faves spies, all that kind of like quality. that type of roller stuff um yeah what so else? it's like a roller but it's a little bit more rhythmic yeah like. yeah it's kind of like the house and base of dnb you know literally it's got that everything's got its kind of alternative yeah yeah like liquid garage kind of stuff yeah. yeah um i think like it's just i don't know it's hard because i'm listening to like three different genres at once yeah but they they all equally inspire me right now and obviously being out in the raves has a huge impact too yeah that's a big um, inspiration source. just going like as an actual raven not as a dj i think it's very important for inspo because you know even like sometimes i get producers block so it's good to just go out and just like observe and then yeah i find that's home, a really like big thing i used to go raving quite a lot and just hearing those unreleased tracks you'd be like whoa and yeah like, you see what makes people like you know from that different the perspective dance perspective yeah it, i think it's like it's really important it's quite a cool name for a track yeah. <laughs> dance floor perspective who's gonna use it first <laughs> <laughs> Gab. <laughs> oh there you go Sorted. there you go yeah see it cool well um I think we've talked about a lot. I just wanted to kind of end with some quick fire questions that I've compiled online. Okay. Um, what social media do you use the most? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I think I'd say the same to be fair. It's probably the... the, the, the just the seems to be where, it, where, it? where it's all at right now. It was kind of Facebook at one point and then like... And the Facebook got all weird. Yeah, and like, they, fu they fucked up the algorithms and my videos yeah. get like five likes. Like literally like, they're, they're charging people to just get... I'm the just people praying that already that like your page to yeah. see your shit. I'm praying that the others don't go that way because Facebook own Instagram, you know. So yeah, hopefully they they know everyone left Facebook for a reason though. So <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they might not try. Yeah, make true. The same I'm sure another platform would come in if so. Mm. Or you know, like people are always going to go where where the, wherever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who who is your favorite DJ? Oh my god, that. <laughs> I mean, I that, that's such you. a. <sighs> Because, you know, you've got different DJs for different things. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be lot like oh, EZ, so typical. Mm. But I really do appreciate um, a technical DJ because, like... The art of Yeah, DJing, I'm quite technical show. myself. And I, the art of the transition, you know, and, mm. and the, the smooth blends and how you bring that next track in, like... Um, Oh my god, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I've gone blank. Did you say EZ then, or was that just well, kind of? Well, EZ's definitely up there. That's a special one for you, obviously, with your first your first booking with him as yeah. well and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, d I, I love EZ, and um, I f I think uh, Matt Jamlamont. I think he's a quality DJ. Yeah, yeah, garage vibes. He yeah, used to support some of my early stuff as well. I think he kind of plays yeah. a little bit heavier at times. Yeah, he. I've, th I've definitely heard him play your stuff um, when we were in Ibiza. Mm. So the early yeah. stuff, yeah. I remember Sankey's in Ibiza. Yeah, I was there at one of your TQD shows actually. Yeah, Goof was there oh, as well. I went out with Aaron to <sighs> to you know. So did we. Did <laughs> 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 we just say the worst hangover? Yeah. But, oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. Dude, no. Was I, some good times. I wasn't even playing that year, but no, I remember seeing the TQD. That that Sankey's club was really good. I think they've stopped yeah, doing events there. Yeah, they, they, that sound system upstairs. It was just like a fucking it was, tower yeah, block. It, like. 
Yeah, you kind of felt like you were in England a bit in that club. <laughs> yeah, proper dark, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what is your favourite production you've ever made? Um, I wanna. I don't know if it's my favourite, but one I can think of right now is a track called Searching. And it, I think that came out on um, More Love. I've got that, but I'll need to re-listen to it's it. It's quite like a soulfully type 4-4. Four four. Mm. And that for me... Um, that was quite an it more of an expression. Most happy with track. it, yeah. Yeah, Sick. it was more like for me than it was for anyone else. I feel like when you make music for yourself, maybe that's the best the best time. It seems kinda. to be. Yeah. Yeah, because with more love, that's pretty much what that was for me. Yeah. Oh see. So, yeah. Uh, um someone said when will we be performing together? Me and you. Yeah. I mean Well, who knows? Yeah, who I, knows? I, I mean I've got a collab I, on the way. I've heard a I, yeah, I've heard a couple things, but like yeah, be, I think that would be quite an I think that would be good set. fun. Yeah, definitely. I could keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Got, got the dubs ready. Yeah, I know. I need to need to definitely get on the promos for that. Yeah, definitely. Um someone else said, Are you excited to be performing at Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. I didn't know about that. That's pretty pretty sick. Yeah, do you know what? I didn't act I've I've is heard that a about D&B it. set or just a no, flavor set. No, it's just um just a, a average flavoury set. Yeah, I'm like hyped. I didn't realize it was such a big deal though. I'm not gonna lie, because I've heard about it, but I didn't realize how big scale that was. So I'm like probably a little bit nervous and I'm really yeah. hyped for it, it at looks the same amazing, time. Really? Yeah, like the Do you know what stage you're playing on or nah. anything? Oh, oh, um, Netsky. guy. Oh, Next Guy and Friends, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's what Goose did last year. I think that that stage looks really wicked. I mean, like, oh, I, and I mean, like, when obviously when like a just anyone thinks of DJ and it's always like, oh, Tomorrowland's like the benchmark of like. Is it? Oh like, It's just like it's just like that silly. festival that everyone. I didn't like, even know. Oh that. really? No, it's I, like I I didn't. It's crazy big. <laughs> Have you seen the, the main stage? Like, no. Oh my days. Well, it's I'm more of like an EDM and, festival. I'm going to Google it now. No. Yeah, you're going to be blown away. <laughs> oh, I can't wait Mad. for that then. Well, I think we've gone on for like two hours now. No I way. You, you were like, yeah. Oh, there's me like, yeah, we should keep it. You were like, yeah, less than an hour. I was like, mm, that's not going to happen. Well, it just, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, if whoever's listening, congrats still. if you made it this far. <laughs> yeah, fair play. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been an honour having you over. Thanks yeah, for thank that. You. Appreciate it's it. Been and good uh, fun. hope whoever's listening has had a bit more of an insight into the uh, the world of Flavor D. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, big ups. Big ups. Thank man. you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Skepsis Speaks, Flavor D. Uh, and I will be back soon. Peace. <laughs>